Hello, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with some cool little thing to do in the beginning of the of this podcast because <clears throat> most podcasts I listen to have cool little openers. But I'm just getting started on this thing, so uh, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about. Um, uh, what's timely for me is talking about Spotify as an artist and streaming. Um, looks like I'm going to be getting my little CD baby check here coming in $31. I think $31.06 or something. Now that's for thousands of streams, you know, and, um, but you know what? It's digital streams. It's not like I had to pack up a CD and sell it, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like royalties, you know, and I'm, it's not a lot of money, but it's kind of cool anyway, you know, um, everybody is talking about how, oh, you can't make money. Streaming, but you just have to see it as like an additional income stream, you know. Um, don't stop selling your CDs, you know. Um, I, I was kind of uplifted by the guy from uh, uh, there's a band called Car Seat Headrest, and I, I honestly did not know their music very well. Um, but the singer, I think. Toledo is his last name. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure of his first name. Um, really seems like a pretty cool guy because he was talking about how... Well, somebody was talking... I think somebody from Portishead. I could be wrong on that. But somebody was talking... Jeff Barrow, I think his name is. Somebody made a comment about you know how artists don't make money streaming. And he actually commented. He said, like... I'm not reading this verbatim, but he said something like, "I, and you know, to be transparent, I actually made something like thirty thousand dollars in the last blah 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 years, and it's really helped me, you know." So, um, so an artist like you know, Jay Z or Bono or something would think thirty, you know, thirty thousand dollars—that's like their their daily spending money or whatever, you know. Or so it's not a lot for them, but. You know, people like me, $30,000 would be a fortune. Um, I probably made about, last year, about $5,000. You know. So, I don't make a lot of money. I, I'm pretty much like, I'm not even like, I'm, I'm not even at poverty level, basically. I'm like, poverty, poverty level would be pretty good for me. If I was making like 20000 or something like that. So, I have to... I also was at the... Um, I was at the... Uh, and, and by the way, I, I'm not like glamorizing that. I'm, I'm not really happy about it. I, I, I would like to make more money. A lot of people seem to think that, you know, if you don't make a lot of money, it's because you don't want to or something, or you're not... Um... Here's the thing. I, I've been gifted in certain things. And I'm thankful for that. So I don't really whine about the fact that I'm not gifted at making money. You know? I mean, like, 
I guess I should care more that I'm fucking broke as fuck. But, like, I'm thankful that, like, I, I can write songs, I can play music, you know. So I just don't fucking make a big deal about it. I don't fucking sit here and be like, oh, shit, I don't get enough money as a musician. I'm just fucking happy to be able to play music, you know. I would like to be able to learn how to do it full time. And I'm sure I will be, but... um I guess I've just overdosed on hearing people complain about, you know, if if you really want to fucking make money, and you really think your music's good, turn up some fucking CDs, and go and play a coffee house gig. If you sell five of your CDs for ten bucks each, you got fifty bucks. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, or, or say you make, you know, say you just make a hundred bucks in a gig. Well, guess what? A lot of people work at a job for eight hours and barely make a hundred bucks. So it's like, quit fucking complaining. If if you're a musician and you're upset that you're not making enough music, I mean enough money, print up some fucking CDs and go and sell them like the fucking rappers do, you know? Guys in Venice Beach. You know, not even like that, but just go and play. And people, if you're good, people actually want to buy your CD, you know? No, it's not fucking easy, and it's like a lot of people, you know, a lot of times it can be discouraging or whatever, you know, I, I've done the whole busking thing, and you're like, oh, I made six bucks, but hey, you know what, take that six bucks and go and buy a fucking burrito and, and go like, hey, I just made this with my music, you know, instead of being like all, all entitled and think that everybody should be a fucking millionaire who play, who picks up a guitar, I mean, the odds are so freaking low, but if you're doing everything for music, you might as well fucking, you know, not do it. Anyway, so I, I really respect what that, that kid was saying about streaming, you know. I think it's really cool. He, well, I shouldn't say kid. He's a young adult. Um, I think it's really cool that he... And, and you know what? It made me want to listen to his music. Because when people are cool and they're musicians, it makes me curious about what their music's like. And his music is really good. I put his music on Spotify, and I will be streaming and listening to his music. So, um, there's that. Um, and I hope people will be streaming my music, Jeremy Farrick or Buffalo Traffic. Uh, it's kind of funny because I'm going to start actually distributing my music under Buffalo Traffic. Now, three years ago, I joined DistroKid and was just putting out music like crazy under my name, Jeremy Farrick. And, you know, I paid for it for a couple years. I paid for it, you know, 2014 and 2015. I think I paid for 2016 also. So it's like 20 bucks a year. But when 2017 rolled around... The amount I was making from the streams was less than $20 in a year. So, that's, I mean, that's not including the stuff that I put out on CD Baby. But, I kind of went through this thing where I'm like, you know what, if I'm not, if I'm not making any money on the streams. And, and this might sound like I'm complaining or something, but it's not. I just didn't want to keep play, paying you know, DistroKid. Also, um, and actually I am going to start paying them again because I'm going to start putting stuff out under Buffalo Traffic. Uh, 
Now, the other thing is a producer that I really respect told me that I was putting out too much music and that it wasn't a good idea. Um, but, and I didn't fully agree with him, but I, I took his word anyway and I started taking down music that I put up. And now I realize that was a mistake because I went to NAM this year and there was a panelist on the Indie Power panel and he said that you should be putting out as much content as you can. He said he puts out 30 to 40 songs a month. You know, he said he said the reason why a lot of people aren't making money streaming is because they aren't putting out enough content. If you're not a famous person and you're not put He said he said that when you really start putting out like hundreds of songs, you start seeing seeing your streaming go up a lot, you know. And I think it's just because when you have more content out there, there's more of a chance that it's going to reach somebody and then they're going to listen to your other stuff. So I had that epiphany years ago and that's why I released a 54 track album through CD Baby when they told me that I could put as many tracks on an album if it's a digital album as I want to. So I had a bunch of tracks sitting around. I'm talking tracks that I've been working on, tracks that I already recorded in studios some of them more professional than others. Tracks I just recorded in GarageBand. All mixed together in 54 tracks. I did. I think I did about three covers of um, public domain songs that I wouldn't have to worry about the uh, copyright and all that. I, one of them was Molly Malone. One of them was um, an opera song. And one of them was... Uh, Go down Moses. And those are very like spontaneous recordings. Um, you know, I think actually one of those recordings I did on the toilet and just very like microphone to comp straight to computer, not even like using an inbox or anything. So definitely some rough recordings on that album. It's called Rosetta Stone. But definitely some, I think, stuff that I'm proud of to this day. And, um, there's a song called Comatose I recorded in a studio, and it's one of my first kind of more professional recordings. And it's a, it's, I mean, I think it's a really good song, and it's kind of one of the more, gets some more hits. Now, recently I started um, experimenting with the, the new distributors that are free, like 1RPM and Amuse, and I'm not going to use them anymore because... Both of those companies, like when I, after I put out songs through those guys, I get all these copyright notices like, okay, I have a song that I put out called One Lover, right? A very short song, not even a minute long. I recorded it kind of spontaneously. I wrote it and recorded it kind of spontaneously. And then I transferred it to MP3 and recorded and released it. Now, the the original video that I got the MP3 from starts getting flagged for copyright. I don't want to get flagged for my own songs that I wrote. You know what I'm saying? It's I, I don't like that feeling of, like, like you have to take this down because it's, um, like, they, it's almost like 
one RPM and a Muse, like, once you release something through them, like, there's some kind of additional copyright they do where... I, I don't really even understand... I, I'm at a loss for data with some of this stuff. I don't understand how some of it works, to be honest. Um, but I know that with some of the some of the platforms out there you release music on, weird shit happens with the copyright. And I don't think that happens with DistroKid because I released a bunch of stuff through DistroKid and a lot of that stuff I've also put on SoundCloud and didn't have an issue. So... The other thing at NAM, I met Jeff Price from uh, the original TuneCore guy, and he is not about TuneCore anymore because I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but he was actually extolling the praises of DistroKid. So um, I think I'm going to start using DistroKid again, but under Buffalo Traffic, my band name, and I think like. You know, having, like, releasing stuff under a band name, I'll feel better about just releasing any kind of experimental kind of thing that I want to release. You know, and then maybe save the solo stuff that's more polished for, you know, my own name, Jeremy Farrick. I don't know exactly. Uh, or I might do the thing where you can release it, you know. I think I'm just going to release under Buffalo Traffic for a while. Cause also, cause I want to get the name Buffalo Traffic out there, and I want to get a band. I want to get a band together. So I just want to sort of crystallize that I have a band called Buffalo Traffic, and get it moving, you know, and just put out songs that I write, you know. And I am not a very fancy producer. I do not have good equipment, so my stuff is super lo-fi. Unless I'm working with somebody else, like. The last band I had, I recorded uh, in, a, in a class that I was taking, an audio class. Uh, and I feel like the songs came out really good. Um, I've been rehearsing with the guys for not quite half a year, I think. And we had these songs down pretty good, and we recorded them in one class day. And um, Jake Stillman, the teacher and producer um is really really smart guy and like you know he just really he he tracked the drums really well you know i think he put like six or seven mics on each uh, on the drum kit you know and i really like how that ep came out it's and i i released it under my name it's got like beautiful anger running away snapshots uh uh and give uh, so, I'm proud. I'm proud of that EP. I think it's called Kava Kava, actually, on on uh, Spotify. I'm proud of it, though. It, I, it's one of my favorite things I've done so far in terms of recording. Um, I also, it's also the first thing that I ever had professionally mastered, because everything else that I've uh, recorded, I haven't really paid extra for mastering, because. Well, again, I don't. I never seem to have a lot of money, and I guess I'm at this point where I don't want to spend lots of money in recording because I'm not confident that I'm going to get that money back. You know, I mean, but part of me is. I don't know. Part of me believes that I got to just keep pushing. You know, so 
I am going to start releasing a lot of stuff and just see what happens. And I'm not, I'm definitely not like thinking, oh, this is going to make me money like it in the near term, but I'm thinking more long term, you know. So that's where I'm at right now. I really want to start a band with the right people, you know. I've been in some bands and with nice people, but just people that didn't really want to go the distance, you know, and there's even certain people that I play with that I really like, but they just don't have the kind of level of commitment that I want, and I think that's partly me not having my shit together, and so I'm not drawing that kind of level that I crave, but, um, I do really like the person who I play with in L.A., but he's very busy, and he's got his own projects going on, and this and that, so. I don't know, it's like, I kind of miss when bands were bands, you know? I, I don't know, maybe I idealize it, but I love the idea of just having, like, four people in a band. But then it's funny, you hear about Smashing Pumpkins, Jane's Addictions, all these bands, they all had their splats, you know? And, you know, I am the songwriter, so it could get complicated, you know? Maybe I should just go solo for a while and see what happens. Anyway, it's Valentine's Day, and I'm doing this because I don't want to do Uber. I did a few hours of Uber, and I didn't like it that much. I didn't make very much money, you know. I'm not trying to complain, but I'm just, it's, I, I'm just kind of tired of it, to be honest. Um, I'm at the point where I'm almost ready to just start printing CDs out and busking out on the street, busking in coffee shops. You know, I... I don't feel like doing things that don't feed my soul anymore. I mean, I'm 42, you know. I I just want to feed my soul from now on. I just want to do things that are good for me, you know. Um, in some ways, Uber has been good because it's enabled me to kind of be more flexible. But I'm at a point where I'm not doing it enough because I just don't really enjoy doing it anymore. I really enjoy doing it the first six months because... I hadn't driven in a while, so I liked being in a car again. But I was working a lot of hours, and I'm I'm not doing that anymore. I just, I burnt out on it, you know. And people can get annoying when you're driving them around. I don't know. I, so Most of them are nice, but sometimes it's it's a little bit nerve-wracking having driving people around in your car. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun, but I know what I'm trying to say, but... The bottom line is, always in the back of my head, I'm thinking that I'd way rather be doing music professionally. And I know that I can, it's just that I'm not pushing myself hard enough because I'm falling back on other things, you know. And it's this constant thing of like, oh, come on, you can be making this much money playing out on the promenade or whatever, you know. But you also have to be really organized about it. If you just go out there with your guitar... And you don't have anything to offer to sell. You're not going to do that well. I mean, you'll make a few bucks here or there. But I figure if I'm going to do it again, I really want to do it right, you know. So anyway, this is Jeremy Farrick signing off. Um, compulsive order. <laughs> Thank you for listening and um, let me know what you think. Thank you very much.